is Cheers to Your Pivot, a podcast to help you challenge old visions and lead your way. My name is Dr. Taryn, and I'm a leadership coach. I spent two decades climbing the conventional career ladder, only to realize it was not what I wanted. So I decided to pivot and start my own business, and I did so with a strategy in hand. My business launched to six figures in less than 90 days. Most importantly, I lead my way. Listen, conditioning kills calling. So let's get started and cheers to your pivot. Hi there, I'm Dr. Taryn and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you are here for another episode in January of 2024. Welcome to those of you who are new to this show. If you did not catch the last episode for January of this new year, please check it out because today's episode is a continuation of that one. So in that first episode, I shared my personal annual review. And the very last question of that personal annual annual review was, what did I learn? From last year. And so today I am sharing 30 learnings that I have had over the last 30 months of being in business full time. Yes, December 2023, actually December 17th to be exact, was my 30th month in business. And so I am celebrating today my 30th month anniversary. And so with that, I'm sharing. 30 reflections and learnings to mark every single month I've been in business. So today we are jumping right in into my 30 in 30, 30 minutes of 30 learnings from my own transformational work. So here's number one in my 30 in 30, have a spiritual connection with a power greater than yourself. Listen, this is nothing new to any of us, I'm sure. But if you are someone that has felt disconnected to your own spirituality, let me tell you how important it has been, specifically in 2023, to really lean in on my spiritual well-being and connect with my maker daily for guidance and strength. Like even on days when I was feeling my best, that moment of connection and constantly chipping away of that intimate relationship, building it, crafting it, and making sure I'm putting in the time, it's been important to my most challenging times that have come throughout these 30 months that I've been in. There have been some really high highs and there's been some really low lows. But what's been consistent was the way I have been crafting and securing my relationship with God. And that's my maker. But whoever you are connected to spiritually, having that spiritual connection with a power greater than yourself has been and will be critical to your personal growth as it has been mine. Number two of the learnings, 
have the courage to ask for help. Asking for help is a sign of strength. Seek the support you need when needed. And guess what? You may ask the person right in front of you, and perhaps it is that they aren't the person that can help you. And that is okay. That doesn't mean you are helpless. That doesn't mean there is no hope whatsoever for you. It just means that you might need to ask someone else or seek a larger community, which is the third learning. Get into community. Surround yourself with believers, right? This year in 2024, I am focused on joining communities and engaging with people who understand different facets of my life. And so that means there are going to be lots of communities that I'm in. It might be a hiking community because I love to walk in nature. There might be a business community because I am an entrepreneur. There could be a reading community because I love reading, right? So, but the fact is that when you get in community, right? you then build a supportive network that can support you in all different facets of your life. And this is something that I learned just last year of how important community can be to your growth, right? And I will say this, each time, right? I tend to be a lurker. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I get in a group, I tend to just like observe. I'm looking around. I'm taking things in. I'm not overly participatory, if at all, There are moments when I'm like, I need to be in this room to learn. And then that's when you will see top level engagement, but it's coming from a place of learning, not necessarily a collaborative place, a community place, you know? And so I am, I am turning that switch, right? I am focusing on the supportive network that can come out of being in community. All right. Number four. Bigger goals require bigger faith. Have faith. Faith fuels your goals. So strengthen your faith for ambitious goals and know that with faith, you can have perseverance through these challenging times. And that was something that I continue to learn, but I'm learning it in such a way that now my goals are bigger. My goals are way bigger now. And that's because my faith is bigger. Number five, connect with nature. It fosters receptive abilities in your mind. I spend hours sometimes in a week in nature. And I was not, like growing up, I wasn't like, well, if I can go back to like seven, eight, nine-year-old Taryn, she was outside all the time. I would create camp, like different clubs with my friends in the neighborhood. We had the like the bike club. We had the Flintstone club. We were cool. So don't laugh. We were cool. And we had expectations and requirements for entry into our club. And if you needed accommodations, we would give you them. However, we had a new club every single like week, I feel like. So I was always outside. But then there came a point where I didn't like bugs. I didn't want to be outside. And so that was probably more of like preteen and teen age. And it kind of crept into my adult life and I didn't think I liked being outside. I love nature. I spend hours just walking and taking in the wonders of the world. And so it has truly fostered a receptive mind for me. 
and it's changed me and ha- and it helps me when being outside. It really helps me gain clarity and inspiration. So that's a learning for me and one that I want to share with you that go outside, connect with nature. Because when you do, you recognize you are so small to this world and there's so many big things you can still accomplish. Look around you. There are things that are happening without any of your effort, without any of your imagination. They are wonders of the world. And so if those wonders can be true, so can your dreams. And that's why walking outside really invigorates me. All right. Number six, begin your day with a grateful heart. I know I say this all the time, but I was literally walking through the grocery store yesterday and I noticed that Oprah had her magazine and on the front cover of her magazine was still her talking about a grateful heart. And I thought, well, if Oprah can talk about it a million times over, so can I, because it's so underrated and people don't realize that starting each day with gratitude and reflection, it cultivates a positive mindset and it sets a positive tone for everything that you may encounter moving forward from that moment. And I found that on days that I have forgotten to journal and actually think about and write down what I'm grateful for, I tend to have a day focused on the negative on those days. So taking out that time to start the day with simply being grateful for something, and we all have something to be grateful for especially if you're sitting and able to listen to a podcast, whether you're at work or on the treadmill or you're driving in your car, there are so many things at this moment to be grateful for right in this very moment, right? And so beginning the day just to focus on that literally changes the momentum and activity for the rest of the day. Number seven, bet on yourself every single time. This is a learning that I'm taking into life from this point on. Beyonce said it best. She says, quote, I don't like to gamble, but if there's one thing I'm willing to bet on, it's myself. Yes. Yes. Because why? Trusting in your abilities and taking calculated risks. That's exactly what leaders do. That's exactly what leaders do. And you don't always have to have the answers, but you must believe in yourself. And so my number seven learning from 30 months of this business is, Taryn, bet on yourself, girl, because every single time you will win. Number eight, business is a roller coaster of emotions and more emotions. (laughs) Yes, being in business is a an emotional roller coaster ride for real, okay? And so acknowledge that the emotional challenges of entrepreneurship are real and then affirm yourself that you can do hard things. And let's say you are not actually in business. Well, leading other people, leading impact, focusing on your purpose, doing work that matters. It includes having to ride on an emotional roller coaster. So right in the middle of the endeavor, when you start to feel the ramping up of the roller coaster, just acknowledge that this will be a rocky ride 
of challenges, of ups and downs, and affirm yourself, I can still do this because I can do hard things. I got this. And when I feel like I don't have it, I'm going to go back to Taryn's learning number two, which was ask for help. (laughs) Ask for help. All right. Number nine, organize your space in order to organize your thoughts. If you are waking up in the morning and you're feeling like you have a cluttered mind, what I want you to do is close your eyes, acknowledge that your mind is cluttered, and then open your eyes and look at your space. If your space also mimics clutter, start there. (laughs) Start there. You have to organize your space in order to clear your mind. A cluttered room leads to a cluttered mind. So if you want to open up more space in your mind for thinking, for brainstorming, for dreaming, for idea generation, you need to maintain a clutter-free environment. Because that organization, that organizational space and that peace, it also promotes clear thinking and productivity. Okay, so if you're feeling disheveled, look around you and get to cleaning. <laughs> All right, I think this is number nine. I might stop counting because I don't have them numbered and I am someone who likes to feel the energy. So I'm skipping around a little bit too. So if I stop counting, you keep count and that way you'll get all the 30. So number nine, I think we're at, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. We've all heard this before, right? Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Well, it's true. Mindset matters. And I'm learning this because I am doing things that I have never done before. So mindset matters. And there is a lot to keeping an open mind and embracing new ideas and perspectives. And when you are minding your mind, you are paying attention to it, right? You are more able to cultivate positive thinking. You are able to cultivate more of that self-belief and then in turn shape the actions that will then lead to the outcomes that you want. But you have to consider your mindset first and begin to do things like just thinking you're able, right? Just thinking you can will put you in the path to have more actions that are based on your self-belief and that in turn will help you have stronger outcomes to the things that you want in your life. Number 10, invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Why not put your money into your own growth and your own personal development? Prioritize your self-growth, invest in yourself, invest in the time, invest in the resources that will help you grow. I am a coach to many. I'm a coach to superintendents, to CEOs, and 
I have a coach. When I learned Oprah Winfrey had a coach, I knew that I should have a coach too. We all should have a coach if Oprah has a coach, right? Because Oprah is like everybody's coach. (laughs) So that just goes to show having someone to help you see what it is that you don't see in yourself is a cheat code. It's what you need in order to do the thing that you're looking to do better, faster, smarter, right? It allows you, a coach helps you fail faster, right? And experiment more because they're there to to kind of in, invest in your personal growth alongside of you, right? They're, help, they're pouring into you as you are working on yourself. And so I found coaches to be game changers for me. And I really focus on trying to be a game changing coach for others. And so it has to be on the list when I'm thinking about what is a key learning for me in these past 30 months of full-time business. It's been investing in myself in so many ways, conferences, coaching, courses, school, all these things that have helped me grow, I see the benefit of them. But I also say yes to myself more so than maybe others. And so that is a key for any kind of growth that you want to have in your life. All right. Number 11, comparison is the devil. (laughs) Well, I will say this, comparison is very harmful, okay? So focus on your journey, not others. Avoid comparing yourself to others and focus on your unique progress. Trust your learning process and not compare it to others. And listen, I do use social media And I use it for my business. I will share things on my social media, but I am not one to scroll hours and hours and hours. I'm also one to miss a lot of things on social and I'll call someone and they'll be, they'll, they'll have this announcement and I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And they're like, we posted it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm not really on social. Right. And I think that we as a culture have gotten into a habit of seeing what someone is sharing, whether it is a picture of their family or a vacation that they're on, and then looking at that picture and saying, oh, I should be on a vacation, or looking at that picture and saying, I should take family photos, or looking at that picture and saying, oh, I should be at that restaurant. And what I'm trying to say to you is that that level of comparison is harmful. This is also considered compare and despair, and it really will take you on a spiral. And so you need some boundaries when it comes to this. I've had my own battles with it, but because I'm not like in the social media sea all the time, I am not as impacted. But even when I'm in it, for the short amount of time that I'm in it, I can see this comparison 
creeping in. And what I'm saying to you is it is harmful. That is a key learning. And if you take nothing from this, know that comparison is the devil. It sure is. (laughs) All right, next. Work in your zone of genius and outsource the rest. Work in your zone of genius and outsource the rest. Identify your strengths. Find out what it is that you naturally are great at. And I really love the Gallup Strengths Finder. Um, I think it's also called like Clifton Strengths. But when you go and take that in depth assessment, it might be $40 or so. But once you take it, it then outlines all the things that you do really well in your top five or your top 10. And what I loved about it is when I found, found out what mine were. I was like, that is totally me. And that makes so much sense. I didn't always have the words to connect to those things, but it provides you with the words, the descriptions, and it prioritizes them in such a way that it really feels like you. Once you have that, whether it's Gallup, Clifton Strength, Strengths Finders, Whatever other ones that you want, the color. I've I've even done birds that'll that'll tell you what kind of bird you are and why. I'm an owl, by the way. Go figure, right? But regardless, when you identify your strengths, you then get to know what it is that you should be spending your time on, and you can then delegate the rest and take those tasks that are outside of your expertise and give them to someone that has that expertise, noun, maximizing efficiency all across, right? Another great tip, right? For those of you who lead teams, it's important to have complementary people, not just personalities. Oh, I like her. I like him. He's cool to work with. She's cool. She's low key. Okay. Probably not as important as do they complement you in such a way that the things that you are great at, they are great in other things. You all have complementary strengths. This is an opportunity for your entire team to take some kind of strengths finder tool and identify how well of a team are you when it comes to the skills that you need to operate and support the entire organization. I'm telling you, when you learn to work in your genius, you get so much time back. And then it's about managing that time that you have. Once again, do you find yourself looking over the horizon, dreaming of a change, but you're not quite sure how to take that first step? Well, my friend, it's time to turn the page. Imagine having a personal guide by your side, someone who's navigated the twists and turns of career transitions, cheering you on, offering wisdom, and providing the strategies you need to pivot with confidence. I just opened up a few more spots in my one-on-one coaching program, Cheers to Your Pivot. I teach people how to pivot with power, purpose, and consciousness. So during our year together, we will have strategy sessions, weekly accountability checks, and you'll get exclusive resources and templates you can use right away. So to learn more, head on over to 
cheers to your pivot.com forward slash program or click the link in the description below. Now let's get back to the episode. So the next learning that I have is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. <laughs> okay. So even though you have the ability, right? Maybe this is something in your wheelhouse. You can accomplish it. Just because you have the ability to do something doesn't mean you should. You need to truly identify every single task. And so that's what I had to do. I had to look at my calendar and look at the things that I have on my list and think about what is it that I need to attack now? What is it that really shouldn't be on my list? And what do I have the time and energy to do and really make those priority changes? And it was hard because sometimes everything feels important. But just like when you're leading a team, everything is not a fire. Everything doesn't belong on your desk. Everything doesn't belong in a meeting that you're running, right? Some things need to be shifted to other people into other places and other times on your calendar. So that evaluation matters. Focus on the activities that move the goal further, that move the mission further, that are steeped in your purpose, and you only do the things that align to your strengths and delegate everything else so that you're most efficient. And things that you have on your list that do not move the needle, do not move the goal forward, and they're not important for you to do, right? There aren't in your strengths. They should just fall off your calendar altogether. I wouldn't even delegate them because why should you be bogging down someone else's time with things that don't matter, right? Know the goal, know the purpose, and then assess based on your strengths, what should actually be there, what should be delegated, and what should just be off the list completely. All right, next, do your assignment. So when I first heard this, I actually heard it after a recording or some kind of like group I had joined with church. And it was all about do your assignment, do your assignment. And I didn't really know what that was. And so I started to just do more research. And then I started to understand the term to be more closely connected to your calling, your purpose, How can you use your gifts more diligently? How can you look for ways to live out your purpose through every single task that you're doing at hand? And so when I'm saying that a learning of mine was to do your assignment, that's exactly what I mean. Early on in 2023, I started to really understand, one, what my gifts were, two, how to use my gifts more diligently. And three, consistently looking for ways to live out my purpose through every single task that I had at hand. And as a result, work never felt like work. And again, there were ups, there were downs. But when I tell you that I don't feel like I have done this arduous amount of work that just feels daunting and like I don't want to do it, that's not my experience. And I assess 
what I'm doing when I start to feel like that, but I'm getting closer and closer to knowing and understanding and living my assignment. So that's the learning, right? Do your assignment, find out what it is that you are supposed to be doing. What is the calling? And that could be hard, right? Some people spend their lives trying to figure out their calling. But the way I at least started this journey was by thinking about my gifts. What is naturally, what have I been naturally gifted with? And how can I do that more diligently, more intently, more consistently through every single task? And that has helped me to further understand and do my assignment. All right, next up. Celebrate the small wins. And you know, I believe in this because I'm literally sharing 30 learnings for my 30th month anniversary. (laughs) But the small wins, they matter more than the big ones sometimes, right? So acknowledge and appreciate them. Celebrate those minor achievements because it's those minor achievements that contribute to significant overall progress right? There wasn't a big decision. There was a ton of small decisions that led to a big decision. And even if, right, you wake up one day and you're like, I want to do this big thing, it is going to require a lot of little steps to actually see it through. So celebrate the small wins and work with others. That's my next learning. Collaboration is key. I collaborated with some amazing people this year in 2023, and I only hope to do more collaboration in the coming years. Foster true partnerships, true collaborations, and do so even if they take time to develop because the results are often more substantial for not only you, But if you are in business, they'll also be substantial for your business or for your organization. So lean in, think about what it is that you can offer someone and think about what it is that you might need to really make a project or a goal or an outcome more complete and start getting in those social circles that can help you do that collaboration. But be authentic, right? Collaboration is not about taking, taking, taking. It's about a mutual understanding of giving, right? And through that mutual understanding of giving, both get to receive, right? And so it's been wild what has happened in my life through collaboration. And you know, here, here's how crazy it is. This podcast that I have started is a result of a collaboration. <laughs> it's a result of a collaboration. And on the other end, that beautiful soul that I connected with and collaborated with, they actually had some amazing wins in their own life as a result of working collectively with me. And so that is that joyous interconnectedness that happens when there's a mutual understanding of giving, a mutual respect about helping someone on both ends, right? And in the end, everybody wins. So collaboration is key and I can't wait to do more of it in the coming year. Next, define success for yourself. Success means different things to different people. 
And I had to figure that out. What was success to me might not have been success to, to the person that I was wanting to emulate, right? And so following someone else's dream or doing someone else's dream is not going to help you. What does success look like for you? And so if you're working for someone, right? Let's say you're leading a team in an organization and you have already identified success measures. They've been identified for you maybe. Fine. You are there because you want to be a value add to the organization. And the organization is also here to grow and support you individually as well. And so what does success look like for you? And once you define that, it's important to communicate that to your supervisor, to the person that is coaching you so that they can truly support you in gaining the success that you're looking to gain while also you helping them to build the organization that you both are really excited about building. So this is not about, oh, well, you only define success for yourself because you work for yourself. No, defining success for yourself is also that in many collaborative relationships. Defining what it is that success looks like as a married woman is very important. What do you want for yourself in addition to what do you want for your family and for this unit, right? So it's always important to know what it is that you value and to be thinking about what it looks like to be successful as an individual and as a collective. All right, next one. Feelings are not facts. Facts are not feelings. Continuously work on yourself so that you know the difference between the two and can discern between them when your feelings are taking over. This is huge. I work on this often, right? Learning to feel things that you don't want to feel and learning to face facts that you don't want to face is exactly the work that you need to do to help you discern that feelings are not facts and facts are not feelings. I am dedicating an entire podcast to this soon. So (laughs) stay tuned for that. But know that if you're feeling a lot of things, there's probably an opportunity for you to think about whether what you're feeling is a fact or is it simply a feeling. There are likely two things happening at one time and learning to feel the things you don't want to feel while also facing the facts that you don't want to face is key to that discernment. All right, next up, growth happens in discomfort. And this is right aligned with feelings are not facts and facts are not feelings. A lot of times when you're in the most discomfort, it's because there's an opportunity to grow. And so embrace discomfort as a catalyst for growth. I can tell you, I have been uncomfortable for the last 30 months and I'm getting ready to be in 31 months. (laughs) So I am constantly uncomfortable, right? I'm constantly in challenging situations and I have had the most profound personal and professional growth of my life in the last 30 months. So That discomfort is good. You are growing, you are changing, you are evolving, you are pivoting, 
And that is great. My next learning, do work that matters. Be a fighter. When I decided to start this business, I was at the top of my career at the time. I now have new tops, right? New new levels, right? But before then, I was at the top of my game. But there was a feeling that something was missing. And there was quite a bit of turmoil that I was in. And I was fighting through it. But I realized I wanted to not fight that turmoil. I wanted to fight for myself instead. And so that is the learning here. Pursue what you want with determination and resilience. Know who you want to serve in the world, because I believe that's what we're here to do. We're here to make the world a better place. And in return, we will see great prosperity from that. So know who it is that you want to serve and declare that to the world. Declare your purpose, live it out no matter how long it takes you to reach your goals. Why? Because when you pursue work aligned with your passion, you will sustain that enthusiasm that really then leads to success. That enthusiasm that you get from just doing work that you really care about it will lead to success and the money will come. The money will come. So do work that matters. And while you're doing it, learn how to fail fast. That's my next one. (laughs) Fail fast. Embrace experimentation because when you do, it leads to learning adaptability, and all of that is crucial to your journey. Whether you're leading others or you're leading a business, whether you're a solo entrepreneur, whether you are leading a classroom, when you learn how to embrace experimentation, you then level up your game each time because you will get a result. From that result, you will learn from that result. And it the quicker you learn from your failures, the more adaptable you will be. The more adaptable you are, the greater success you will have. So fail fast and fail often is what they say in the business world anyway. <laughs> Next up, express love freely. Don't hesitate to express your love. Let people know how much they matter to you. And this really comes from learning that is not just in this 30 months of business. Um, Younger in age, in my early 20s, I lost my father. He was 56 years old. And I realized from that loss and a few other losses that came within that same year, it was a very, very trying year for me. I learned that life is really not that long at all. In fact, a lifetime isn't that long at all. Life is short and it's important with all that's going on in the world that you don't wait to express your love and you don't wait to let people know that they matter to you because tomorrow is not necessarily promised. So if 
you just build up the courage to just let someone know how much you love them, you will then see how much support you have, how tight your circle is, how forgiving people are, and you just start to see there's a lot more love around you than you thought. And maybe it just needed to start with you expressing it yourself. Which also leads me to another learning is that generosity leads to more generosity, (laughs) right? Give before expecting to receive. Generosity often opens up unexpected doors. And I have seen that in this past 30 months. I've actually seen this in 2023. I have been really focused on giving and that even has been connected to tithing, which was not always something I was really kind of keen on. I don't know that I always understood it, but I have really grown to understand that generosity often opens up unexpected doors. And when you give, you get tenfold in some cases. And so generosity leads. All right, there's a few more here and then we are closing out our 30 and 30. All right, invest in your mental and physical health because health is wealth. Prioritize your self-care people, a healthy mind and body that lays the foundation for any success that you're gonna have. And in addition to that self-care, consider daily reflection as a part of your self-care plan, right? Daily reflection fosters the most significant growth in people. And there's a reason why, because you know this idea of physically writing something down, thinking about something, filing it away in your brain and that filing system that we have, there's three systems working there to help you cement what it is that you're thinking about or to let it go if it's a new perspective that you need to pull in and let an old one go. That writing process really helps to make things sticky. So set aside time for daily reflection. Even when I miss a day, because it happens to me and I swear by a journal, right? Even when you miss a day, it's okay. Go back to it tomorrow, but try to make it a habit because it promotes just like the the daily writing, it promotes personal and professional development. And we all are looking to grow and be better. All right. I think this is the last one. I think we are at the last one. Learning of 2023 and over the past 30 months of business, forgiveness is key to your inner peace. I have learned, and this is one that many people learn over time, forgive in order to move on. Release grudges for your own peace of mind. Without getting too personal, I have literally picked up the phone and called an individual that I like, when I tell you like the level of just like picking it up to even start to say, I'm sorry, was like on a 10. Like I didn't, I was like, what am I doing this for? This is crazy. I need, I should be the one getting an apology, right? Like that was my thought. But once I did it, because I felt the calling to do it, 
when I put that phone down, I felt peace. Only for about 30 seconds did I think, and they ain't even apologized to me (laughs) because it did happen, but only for 30 seconds. And I literally felt peace. And I'll tell you, I have felt peace since because the forgiveness was not about them. It was about me. I needed to move on. And sometimes you need to forgive yourself for the situations that you ended up in. Sometimes you need to forgive yourself and say, you know what? I ended up in this situation, but I did the best that I could. Like, I really feel like I did the best I could. And so I forgive myself. Right. And sometimes just picking up that phone, calling that person that maybe you feel like you deserve an apology. And only after you get your apology, should you apologize? Only in that instance, right? Or I should say, even in that instance, you should call them and you should apologize first because it will set you free. It will set you free. Okay, I didn't do all the numbering and I believe I hit all of my 30 and 30. I would love to know what was your favorite. So definitely comment, which one are you working on right now? I mean, there were so many. Invest in your mental health, celebrate your wins, bet on yourself, do your assignment. Did I say put your money where your purpose is? If not, hey, here's one more. Put your money where your purpose is, right? I learned that when you have a sense of prioritizing the things that are important to you and the purpose that you have, more prosperity will come. Plan for it. And yes, it's okay to play, but be sure you're keeping your plans aligned with the plan, right? Your purpose, your calling, okay? So there's another one, if not, but there's so many good ones, right? Business is an emotional roller coaster. Anything big is gonna be. So I wanna know, what was your favorite? And I can't wait until next time when we are diving into another episode and focusing on this idea that feelings are not facts and facts are not feelings. So come back next time so you can hear more about that. And in this coming season, I hope to have so many more friends join me on the podcast. There's so many that are signed up and ready to go. I can't wait for you to hear from Anna and Eric and Brittany and Marty and so many others who are beaming about the transformations that they have made. And I can tell their story, but I won't give their story justice. They need to come on and do it. And so they have offered to come on and they will be a part of this series as well. So I'm so excited. Stick around. But next week, feelings are not facts and facts are not feelings. I will see you then. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. You could have been anywhere in the world and you chose to be here. I really appreciate you for that. So listen, if you love this episode, make sure to follow so you never miss an episode with me. 
And if you want to continue the conversation, send me a DM on LinkedIn and we can connect over there. See you next week.